0: this is the passive real estate podcast the premier podcast for passive real estate investors matt jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively hello and welcome back to the passive real estate podcast i'm matt jones and today i'm going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart that's senior assisted living and I think this is a fantastic time to invest in senior assisted living because there's what's called a silver tsunami coming. And what I mean by that is the baby boomers are almost at that you know age where they need that extra level of care that senior assisted living provides. And so the number of units over the next 10 years that need to be available to address their need is not near what there needs to be. I mean, so... You know anything you can buy or build right now and uh, stabilize is going to perform really well. And I guess the the biggest hurdle when it comes to senior assisted living that you should know about is the operations. It's much more heavy, much more complex than a lot of other forms of real estate investing, much more so than uh, you know multifamily or self-storage, which has you know hardly any or shouldn't have any. or Anyway, the senior assisted living, there's a lot to it. And what I mean is that there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of extra care. There's a lot more staff that are involved. So if you're going to invest into a senior assisted living, it is really important to have somebody in charge who knows what they're doing, who has a proven track record, who has has, has been through the ringer and uh, handled a lot of challenges involved with senior assisted living because uh, if you just jump into it and if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to eat you alive, honestly, like because it's just so crazy. And I have a background in group home management for people with disabilities, and the management and operations side is very similar, uh, I think, to senior assisted living. And in some ways, senior assisted living is actually easier than uh, what I'm used to in my past. So, uh, But anyway, uh, there's going to be a lot of extra regulations and government oversight involved with senior assisted living than you have with uh, you know a lot of other things so uh, again you got to have somebody in charge who knows what they're doing with all of this to make sure you're in cl- compliance with the rules and regulations but more importantly i think that you're providing a good service for the people who are living in these facilities um, because I mean, th- there are elder, uh, uh, you know, population, they deserve to have good uh, treatment, good care, good support uh, during the remainder of their lives. So, um, and I think the quality of these facilities really varies quite a bit. Like some are just garbage, like <laughs> completely run down. And the staff don't care, not providing good support and not nearly enough staffing. And so, um, whereas other places like the ones I'm invested in are really, I think, providing top-notch care. Uh, the The motto of the, the company I, I invest with is adding life to people's years. So adding quality of life uh, for the remaining years, whatever people have left. Um, so... You know, it's really important. I think to invest with a good company who is providing good support, and of course, is profitable at the same time. You know, you don't want to throw your money at something that is a losing venture. So it's kind of it should be a win-win for everybody, where you're providing good support for people who need it uh, in our you know, aging population, as well as you're making money, and it's uh, really good overall. And I guess with senior assisted living. I, I see there's like two main tracks with it uh, in 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 regards to the kind of market that you're going to invest in. Um, so that you could invest into a, a big city where there's like big facilities. And I, um, I kind of shy away from the bigger cities, to be honest. Uh, I, I go for more rural areas for the most part. And let me tell you why. Because in the big cities, there's these big uh, conglomerate, big facilities, uh, like 200 beds, you know, in, in one facility. And it, it's kind of like a hospital or it has that feel, you know, I think. Um, and uh, with the cities, uh, in these facilities in the cities, you can find staff pretty easily, I think, but it's sort of a revolving door with these staff. So, You know, you you don't have long a lot of longevity with the staff. You're always doing turnover. You're always doing training with new staff, and you just don't have that good continuity of care uh, that you have when you have long term staff. So, um, you know, and the reason another reason that I like the the rural areas is because while it's harder to find staff in the rural areas, the staff that you do find will stay for longer. So there's less training costs and um, less you know, uh, problems with, with, uh, turnover essentially. Um, now, uh, also th- with the rural areas, there's people who grew up in rural areas and they don't want to have to move to big cities for their elder care. So, you know, they want to stay close to home where they grew up, uh, around the, the place that they know, the, the culture that they know around the people that they know. So th- they want to stay in the rural areas where they grew up. So there's a good flow of, uh, you know, future residents in the rural areas. Uh, but again, the, the key thing really is the operation side. So you gotta have a good manager in place. And in fact, a good manager at each location as well, if you have multiple locations. Because a good manager is going to be able to attract good staff and retain good staff and provide good service and support for them, as well as if there's any staff that aren't up to snuff, those good managers are going to be able to either turn them around to get them on the right path or to get them out the door. Because one bad apple can really uh, create a lot of rot in the whole barrel if you leave it in there. Uh, So sometimes uh, a good manager, the best that they can do with a bad staff is just to get rid of them. But anyway, uh, so finding a good manager, that can be tricky as well in the rural areas because there's fewer options of people to hire. So when you do find uh, somebody that's a good fit for the uh, position, for the location, then you want to make sure that they're treated right, because if you treat the manager right, they're going to pass that on to the staff, who then pass that on to the residents. Um, so again, the the population is starting to age, and I think um, with senior assisted living, you can get a little bit better bang for your buck than with some other kinds of real estate, and because of uh, you know while it costs more for the operation side you make a lot more with income. So there's actually a lot bigger of a margin or there should be if you're if it's operating correctly. So uh, the money that you put into it, you should get a lot more money out of it. You know, like with multifamily, a lot of times I'm looking at uh, properties, uh, you know, apartment buildings that provide a at least a 15% internal rate of return. But with senior assisted living, I'm looking more like 20% or more uh, with an internal rate of return or, or IRR. Uh, because, you know, that's uh, doubling your money and in, in, in a lot faster than uh, you can with other things. So uh, another reason I like the senior assisted living, you know, it, it's sort of like you're investing in something that you can feel good about, as you know, it's providing the care for people, but you're also making money at the same time. And uh, so again, there's a lot more into it. You got to have like, um, uh, you know, there are different levels of uh, assisted living. I mean, there's independent living, which is kind of like the, you uh, you know, 55 plus uh, communities uh, sort of thing. And maybe there's some staff that come in. There's assisted living, senior assisted living, which I like, which there's a staff 24 hours a day uh, providing service. Sometimes there's a nurse, uh, but there's always a nurse available by phone. Uh, And then next level is memory care. You know, people with uh, advanced dementia or Alzheimer's who really need that uh, extra level of support beyond uh, you know regular assisted living. And then there's skilled nursing facilities as well that you're, it can be even more intense also. So when you're looking at potentially investing with a senior assisted living, uh, again, like with any kind of real estate, who's in charge matters more than the deal itself. And so you got to make sure that the person you're investing with knows what they're doing. But beyond that, uh, you gotta also review the financials. The financials make sense for the property, the, the income, the potential income. Um, you know, if there's a lot of vacancy, look at the uh, age of the population around in the community, because you got to see, is there a good market demand? Are there other, uh, you know, senior assisted living properties in the area that, uh, uh, that can potentially take your business away? You know, uh, another reason why I like the rural areas that I didn't mention before is that sometimes you can be the only senior assisted living facility in town. And then you kind of, you have a monopoly on the whole uh, community of like, if they want to stay local, if the person wants to stay local and receive their elder care and in, in a senior assisted living, that's where you go. You, you go to the local place. And especially when you have good reviews, a good track record um, and, and other people that have gone there have have really enjoyed living there. Then you're going to continually have a good flow of uh, residents. So uh, you know again, due diligence is really important part of this to make sure that the the financials are are real. You know to see what's real and what's not real. How much uh, renovation has to be done? Sometimes if you're buying these places, they can be kind of run down. Uh, especially I, uh, you know, one thing I like also is if you can buy a mom and pop shop, you know, somewhere that it was, the owner was also the operator, and they have just been, you know, operating it for a while, but they're just tired, you know, they're ready to get out. The pandemic hit them so hard, and they haven't really fully recovered. And and so you know what, they're they're happy to, to give you a, a good price or good terms or whatever. Uh, and, and just so they can get out and, and they don't have to operate it. And sometimes, actually, if I'm looking at a place, I might offer for the owner who is selling it to, you know, if they want to like roll back some of their equity, because that's one thing you can do. um, And it makes it easier with the the capital raising for syndication with this. If the owner wants to uh, roll back their equity into, uh, you know, being an equity passive investor into the syndication, that's certainly possible as well. But again, uh, with this sort of stuff, you want to make sure, you know, if you're a seller and you want to do that, you want to make sure you're consulting with a CPA and a real estate attorney. I'm certainly neither of those. So you want to make sure everything's on the up and up, you know, with the services that you're providing, you can also, you know, the operator can offer different levels of support and different levels of fees and stuff, um, you know, depending on the kind of services that they're getting. So somebody might only need to get you know food and, and uh, you know helping with their laundry and, and that's all that they need um, and a place to stay of course as well and then um, uh, you know staff available in case they need anything else uh, on top of that as a as kind of an emergency sort of thing and some people need quite a bit more some people need help uh, you, know, uh, you know eating some people need help with their medications some people need help uh, changing their clothes if, if uh, they get soiled that sort of thing and so, depending on a person's need, you can have a kind of a sliding scale or like a fee-based thing based on whatever that they're getting. So, the more services you're providing, the more money that you're making as a company, and the more profits, uh, as well. And um, anyway, the uh, you know I mentioned before about the regulations and stuff. So um, there are a lot of health regulations, state and federal laws, and licensing requirements. Uh, With senior assisted living care facilities. So, uh, making sure everything is on the up and up. And I think, with my experience in group home management, um, I actually like that sort of oversight. (laughs) I'm kind of weird like that. Most uh, other managers I know uh, were definitely afraid of when a licensing visit from the state came. But I uh, sort of enjoy it when that happens because that's what you're paying the license for. You're paying for this oversight, this, and I consider it like support uh, from the state, because if there's something that's not being done right in the facility, then those state regulators are going to call us out on it and make sure that we have a correction plan in place. And I want to make sure that things are going correctly with the operations, with the support that we're giving with these people. Because I mean, honestly, with senior assisted living, you got people's lives in your hands. So it's, uh, there's a lot more, I, I would never invest into a place that was shady or, uh, you know, second rate. Um, because I mean, e- regardless of how much money I would be making out of it, that's, um, I mean, I need to make money with my investments, but but not for the cost of people's lives and, and their livelihoods and their quality of care that they're receiving. So, um, you know, if if you want to invest in some shady places, that's your prerogative, but I <laughs> demand a good quality of care with uh, that my money is being uh, spent on. So um, again, it all comes down to making sure that you are you have the right person in place. And um, with the senior assisted living, I think it's it's really a long-term investment. Um, you know, some real estate you can fix and flip and sort of thing. And, and I mean, you can do that with senior assisted living too, but it's gonna really, as long as, again, you're operating it correctly and you're stabilizing it and making sure the occupancy rates are high, Then it's going to be a cash cow over time. I mean, with the uh, those baby boomers, like I mentioned before, needing these levels of services in the coming years, you know, you're buying this stuff right in good locations, uh, and and providing good services, so you have a good reputation you're going to ride through that silver tsunami, that big wave that's coming. So I'm excited for it. If you want to know more about senior assisted living uh, investments, you know, I'm actively buying and looking for investors to invest. So feel free to reach out to me. Uh, My email is matt at hawkwingcapital.com. I'll include that in the show notes. uh, Or if you just want to talk about real estate, I always like talking about real estate as well. So thanks. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.